There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, July 18th. I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. On today's show, I've got Rob here to tell us all about how Jimmy Buffett's beachy anthem, Margaritaville, has inspired a billion-dollar hospitality business built around 11-foot-tall pairs of flip-flops. Yes, but before we get to that, here's a quick rundown on some of the latest news in business and tech. Let's get crackling. All right, first things first, flight prices are finally coming a little bit back down to earth. Airfares dropped by 1.8% between May and June, but don't get too excited. They're still off 34% year over year, so we've got a ways to go. Elsewhere, though, prices are going up. Disney is raising the price of an ESPN Plus premium subscription to $9.99 a month, a 43% increase from its current price of $6.99 a month. Notably, the cost of the Disney Plus bundle, which includes ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu, will stay the same at $13.99 a month. Little psychology play going on there, it appears. Speaking of spending money, worldwide, Prime Day members ordered 100,000 items per minute during Amazon's annual soiree last week. The most popular shopping time worldwide was from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, July 12th. Also spending more money is Bill Gates. Gates will be up in his charitable contributions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation by 50%, from around $6 billion or so to $9 billion or so by 2026, Gates wrote that he'll move down and eventually off of the list of the world's richest people. And moving along, a California consumer is suing Mars, claiming the candy maker's Skittles are unfit to eat due to the titanium dioxide used to produce their colors. Mars counters that the ingredient is FDA compliant, and I guess we'll see if we should or should not taste the rainbow. And last but not least, in 2021, North American comic book sales reportedly hit $2.1 billion, up 62% from 2020. Impressively, sales made through comic book stores were up 60% from 2020 and 34% from 2019. As we've said before, it's a good time to be in some old school businesses like comics, record stores too. Speaking of records and old school businesses, I think now is a good time to shift gears to our main story of the day, Margaritaville. All right, Rob, what are you following today? Okay, so the big story that I'm looking at today is all about the big business behind Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville empire. Mm. You're going to have to explain what that is. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with Jimmy Buffett, he is a singer. I don't really know if you can kind of like put him into a genre. He kind of created his own genre, which is part of this entire story. But he released a song in 1973 called Margaritaville that just evokes these super kind of like beachy vacation, drinking, passed out on the sand, real nice kind of relaxing vibes. It, it puts people in a real state of mind. Nice. Yeah, so he released this song in 1973. We're almost 50 years on from that now. And the feeling from the song is really living on through this just massive empire that he's built in the hospitality business. Yeah. So this Margaritaville empire obviously started with the song, but on the actual business side, 
it kind of kicked off in 1985 when Buffett opened up this hybrid retail store and cafe that bared the Margaritaville name. So it was his most successful song. I think people really kind of were drawn to that song. And so he decided to use it to open up the store. Smart. So after opening this first store in 85, he opened a few other modest stores and restaurants between then and 1999. But in 1999, he partnered with Universal Studios to open up a 20,000 square foot Margaritaville restaurant concept. Uh, <laughs> yeah, within the city walk. And it just absolutely popped off. Oh, nice. And from there, they opened their first hotel in 2010. A hotel. Oh, yeah. So just going all in on <laughs> that Margaritaville lifestyle. And now if you look at it from the perspective of 2020, the Margaritaville empire now consists of 33 hotels, resorts, and lodging concepts. It has 150 restaurants, bars, and cafes. And wow. the company generated $1.5 billion in sales in 2019, the year before the pandemic started. Holy <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. It's pretty crazy that they built a brand based on a song that is so massive today. Like, how are they doing this? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. The guy who manages, I think the CEO of Margaritaville Holdings, which is the parent company of the entire empire, is this guy, John Colin. And he met Jimmy Buffett in the late 90s. He was the one that really kind of helped spearhead that first restaurant deal with Universal Studios. So this is a great quote from him. So he says, Margaritaville was a synonym for paradise and casual fun, and the brand generates an emotion that makes you feel good. Nice. What's interesting is that emotions can travel much further than a traditional product in terms of brand extensions because emotion can apply to many things. So that's mm. where you get the restaurant, the hotel, like the t-shirts, yep. like literally anything that you could possibly want and you could slap the Margaritaville name on. Uh, it almost reminds me of some stuff that some of the big creators do nowadays. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is just Mr. Beast. A hundred percent. Mr. Beast, biggest YouTuber in the world. He just launched a chocolate bar. What? Yeah. But I guess uh, the, the Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett, was doing this long before it was cool. Oh, yeah. They've been in on this for a long time. And I mean, the emotion part of it is obviously it plays a very big role. And I mean, if you ever go and see Jimmy Buffett in concert, which I have not done, but my parents have, it's an absolutely crazy experience. Like my parents said, there are just all these people in their 60s, 70s, just like blackout drunk, just like hanging out, like really kind of a crazy scene. Yeah. And so the emotion part is obviously a big part of it. But another big part of it is these guys are really, really savvy business operators. So they employ an asset light model. What does that mean? So they don't own all of the spaces. They don't own the restaurant real estate. They don't own the hotels. Ah. They license their IP to the owners and operators through franchising agreements and then essentially kind of like partner with them on things like design and the staff. Nice. And they take that stuff super, super seriously. I actually have some really kind of interesting examples of, of some of the design that they have in, in some of their locations if you want to hear about this. Yeah, please. Okay, so they hired this design firm to help them come up with this idea for an 11 foot high pair of flip-flops as one of the visual staples of this hotel that they were building, right? And so the real estate developer that's like helping them build this hotel sees these flip-flops and they're like, yeah, we, we aren't going to build these flip-flops. We don't have enough budget for this. And the team at Margaritaville was like, no, we absolutely have to have the flip-flops. <laughs> and so they foot the bill for the flip-flops. Flip-flops are 
off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the best part is the developer wanted to install the flip-flops in the corner of the lobby and they were like, absolutely not. And they put it at the center <laughs> of the lobby. And this is like pre-Instagram. It becomes a place where all these families are taking photos. It's like this big area where people are joining with their families. And now they have yeah. flip-flops in every single one of their hotel lobbies. It's just like this awesome calling card. Oh, that's cool. It's genius. It almost reminds me. I mean, do they sell clothes? They do. That was like their first offering is they built out this retail store cafe combo. And right, right, right. Now I think all their hotels and stuff have a retail component built in. Yeah, because it almost reminds me of the like the life is good brand. Yes, 100 percent. The vibe. All they have to do is just get across a vibe. A hundred percent. It's funny because it actually reminds me a lot of the Grateful Dead. So mm. my in-laws are very big Grateful Dead fans. I wouldn't go as far as to call them deadheads because I think there's a, a bit of an uh, association with people when they're <laughs> called deadheads, but they love the Grateful Dead. We've gone to see Dead & Co., the kind of new iteration with John Mayer a few times over the last few years. And oh, nice. It's awesome. <laughs> but um, the Grateful Dead were kind of marketing geniuses like way ahead of their time. And the HubSpot's chairman, Brian Halligan, actually wrote a book about this. He did. Yes. Yeah. Marketing lessons from the Grateful Dead, I believe. Yes. <laughs> And so some of the things that they did, they were all about like community and getting their fans like really excited about their work. They would encourage their fans to record shows and trade tapes with each other. They built a mailing list and sold concert tickets directly to their fans. Their biggest business model was live concerts, not their album sales. Right. So they cultivated this community that was just like obsessed with going to their concerts and just like living the Grateful Dead lifestyle yeah. way before social media happened. And so they were way ahead of the game. A lot like how Margaritaville is kind of way ahead of this current wave of experiences within the hospitality industry. I mean, if you look at like Airbnb, their whole thing now is experiences. Yeah, A lot of hotel brands are kind of doing the same thing. And right. Margaritaville has been all over that since 1999. Love that. All right, and bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen. If you liked what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can get yourself signed up at thehustle.com. Have a good start to the week. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>